0: Welcome to It Starts With a Click. I'm Olivia Bossett, fashion photographer and educator, and this is a podcast for fashion photographers looking to build their business on their own terms. Hello, how are you? So today's episode is with one of my absolute favorite photographers and that is Saskia Lawson. Not only is Saskia someone whose work I adore, but she's also a really just a lovely person and she's become a really lovely friend of mine, so having her on the podcast was something I wanted to do from the very start when I came up with the idea. We have a really great chat today and it's all about loads of different topics but the main things we talk about are whether photographers should go to university or not. I've touched on this in a previous episode but we go into a lot more detail about it and It's great because Saskia has one view on it and I have another and we have very different experiences so I think it's quite a useful chat for people who might be considering it or who have been or, you know, it's just an interesting one. Um, We also talk about how she finds her team and how she finds a team that she loves and that she works with over and over again. We talk about how she finds her work. And we also talk about her favourite lighting setups because she's got a very distinctive style, and it's interesting to hear her talk about how she got to that point. I really hope that you enjoy listening to the episode. If you are listening and you are enjoying it, please remember to share and show that you're listening on Instagram. If you take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories, I will definitely reshare it and it is the best way for word of mouth to spread about the podcast. Most people find their podcasts through recommendations and not through searching online, so please share if you think that your friends will be interested in listening because I would love for them to hop on board and start listening as well. Okay, that's enough from me, I'm going to let you listen to Saskia. I hope you enjoy it, I will speak to you next week. Hey, Saskia. Hi.
1: How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm really good, thank you. I'm so excited to have you on. Yeah, thank you for having me. That's okay. Um, For anyone who doesn't know you, could you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, so I'm a fashion editorial and advertising photographer. Um, I'm 25 and I'm from Surrey.
0: Mm -hmm. And how did you get into fashion photography?
1: Oh, well... I basically started taking pictures when I was about 14 um, and it was always portrait stuff but then over the years I kind of I'd take pictures of my friends and we'd like you know dress them up and do makeup and stuff mm-hmm. and then it kind of you know went that sort of more fashion direction um, and then when I went to college I focused purely on fashion mm-hmm. so I'd dress up yeah like my friends and yeah we'd just make it look like a fashion shoot so I was always trying to make it look like it's from a magazine basically how did you get into fashion photography so I started taking pictures in general when I was about 14 um but it was always it was always portraits and then what we would do me and my friend we would dress her up and put on makeup and make it look like a fashion shoot Mm -hmm. um I was always really inspired by magazines and it always kind of was going in that direction and then when I went to college I would spend all my projects were kind of fashion focused like whatever the theme was I would make it fashion somehow Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah dress up everyone and make it look like the how you know the images I was seeing in the magazines and yeah
0: cool (laughs) and did you ever shoot anything other than fashion or was it just fashion from the start
1: um it's always been kind of yeah like Pretty fashion images, you mm-hmm. know. Obviously, when I was starting out, I didn't have access to like a lot of clothes and stuff, so it was kind of that sort of theme. Mm-hmm. What I what I could do myself, basically. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, one thing that I know you're passionate about from
0: our personal conversations is <laughs> um, whether or not photographers need to go to university to learn how to be a fashion photographer or photographer in general versus not going and we have different experiences because I did go to university and I know that you didn't so I thought it would be a really good chance to sort of open this conversation and hear your take on it and I'll give my take on it afterwards as well
1: yeah so it's something I'm yeah very passionate about Mm -hmm. um not in like a you know not all one sided. No, sure. I really don't think it's the be all and end all. Like, you don't have to go. Mm-hmm. I think when I left my college, it was the norm. A lot of people went to uni, and a lot of people in my photography class as well went and did photography courses, which is perfect for them. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to carry on studying. Yeah. Like, it wasn't for me. Like, I found college quite tricky other than the actual shooting and like the creating stuff. I just didn't like the education side of it and I wanted it to be more creative and more free. Yeah. Um so the idea for uni was not no not not for me. Mm -hmm. Um yeah it it's a really hard one because there's pros and cons on both. Yeah. But for me, it was you know I didn't need to have that university experience and I thought I need to just go and do it on my own. Mm -hmm. Um I did actually look into it when I was at college and I looked at like LCF and stuff like that. And you just, yeah, I just, I don't know. It was, it was never, it was never like something I really wanted to do. I just wanted to start my own business and see how it went basically. Yeah. Um, so I started, yeah, I started my business when I was 17. So young. (laughs) Um, as, easy as everyone thinks it is yeah um because I kind of left college and you have no one there to support you so I just kind of sat in my room for about three months and I tell everyone that I watched the entire series of Lost <laughs> which was a good metaphor um and I sat there and I was like I don't know what to do I have no one to help me I didn't have a studio at this point I didn't have much of a portfolio, and yeah, it was hard. And I mean, I was 17 and I'm 25 now and it's taken me that long to kind of get to this point and mm-hmm. be comfortable-ish. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, the the massive difference of not going to uni is you don't have that support and you're kind of just chucked in the deep end. Yeah. There's no one to help you. Definitely. Um, but then you also have the benefits of money. I mean, obviously, you, you don't get a student loan, but then you're not paying it back and... Mm-hmm. I don't know, I mean, what do you think about it? Well,
0: my take is, I was the same, when I was at school, because um, obviously I went to school in Switzerland, everyone, yeah. when they finished school, was going off to uni, like, there was not even a discussion, really, of, you don't have to, it was always, you finish your high school diplomas, whatever you whatever you do, and then you go on and do a degree, so it never even crossed my mind that I didn't have to, um, but personally from my point of view I didn't quite know a hundred percent what I wanted to do when I finished school so for me going to uni was like because I did a foundation degree first so I did one year over in the UK we have a sort of one year course which is pretty much like a continuation of the art class you would have done at school but it's much more intense and you get to try out kind of every medium of art um and when I came to the end of that course, I I knew for sure that fashion photography was what I wanted to do, so I went and studied the degree in fashion photography that the university had, which was really lucky. What I will say is that for me, the degree gave me the time within a more like, it was like an in-between stage of being, feeling more independent, but not having to 100% go in all out with being a full-on like professional, yeah. It no, I get me, that. Yeah, I was able to sort of dip my toe in, ease myself in a little bit, practice shooting for myself throughout the summers and the school holidays. Um, but then at the same time, I could go back to uni, feel like I was still kind of kept in that comfort blanket of an education system, um, and then go on from there. So when I left uni, I had had three years of feeling a bit more independent feeling like I was getting used to working for myself working on my own so that when it came to being finished I was able to then go out and get the work I wanted a little bit more old and wise did I learn a huge amount of stuff from my degree like let's be honest I weren't. I learned a lot of technical stuff that I had never learned before like like you I'd never really had access to any studios or um any sort of ideas other than what I'd seen on the internet like university presented me with a lot of different takes. It meant I got to make a lot of friends who were in the same kind of boat as me, who were interested in the same topics. Not all of them went off to be photographers, but everyone's kind of gone off into the the, the realm of fashion and somewhat photography-related stuff. So that was nice, having sort of a, a group of people who I could feel, um, what's the word, collaborative with. Yeah. Um, and then... But from a business point of view, like, I've learned everything about running a photography business since finishing. We got maybe, a, like, a day or two of business stuff. Like, there was not a lot. Yeah,
1: that's that's the thing that yeah I kind of had an issue with at college. Because they never teach you about, like, the, the grief that comes with it and, like, all mm-hmm. the bad things that can happen, you know. It's one thing taking really nice pictures and having, like, a meaning behind it and, you know, being all conceptual. Mm-hmm. But then when you actually have to go out there and work and earn money, that's like, it completely throws you, especially yeah. when you're 17, 18, like it was a nasty shock. <laughs> yeah, I
0: bet. Well, even at 20, 21, 22, yeah. it's, it's crazy when you get out into the real world and you realise that, okay, I love doing this, but I need to make money doing this. How am I yeah. going to do that? What do I need to do? And there's not. it's just like managing your finances and understanding licensing and understanding how to stay organized and being productive and being kind of self-determined enough because as photographers most of the time we work for ourselves on our own so it requires quite a lot of discipline it's yeah things like that that you don't necessarily learn a hundred percent at uni but that doesn't mean to say it's not a valuable thing to have done and I have no regrets for having done it it's just that I personally felt like I didn't learn a lot of business stuff whether that's changed now I don't know because I'm obviously not on the course anymore or any of the other courses that are out there so it might well be that others are much more business-minded and do take the students on that route but that wasn't my experience.
1: Yeah I hope they do kind of incorporate a bit of that because it is so important like I always say I go to my old college once mm-hmm. a year and I do a talk and there's a big section on like whether to go to uni or not mm-hmm. to go to uni because a lot of people you know they're in the same boat as me and they don't know what to do because the area where I live in is not I mean I'm kind of an hour outside London mm-hmm. and it's not like not your normal like fashiony area you know yeah so it's I don't know it's it's a bit harder mm-hmm. but the thing with going on your own is yes it's hard but you do learn things along the way that I don't think people can teach you Mm -hmm. like it's kind of character building in a way and it makes you just a bit tougher and like there's things now that I'm presented with on jobs and I know exactly how to handle them whereas I think if I'd gone to uni I kind of although I would have been nice and like been felt a bit safer for those few years, I would have had to experience them later on in life anyway. Yeah. If that makes
0: sense. Yeah, yeah. So you definitely like I, I think about where you are in your career versus where I am in my career. And you're definitely a couple steps ahead because you had that time before I did where you weren't at uni and you were able to just get right stuck in. And that's a massive advantage.
1: Yeah. I always I always think of it as like a ladder. and like you start and you go up different steps but then when you get higher up the ladder the steps get further apart so Mm -hmm. I feel like I've been on the same step for like maybe a year now (laughs) yeah I do too (laughs) you just kind of I think if you don't go to uni you feel like very stuck but you do kind of you just do it at different rates to people and there's nothing wrong with that I just think if you're not sure on whether to go Mm -hmm. then have some time out and and do your own thing and and shoot and then just try and make it happen on your own I don't think necessarily people can teach you how to take a picture I think they can help you evolve more Mm -hmm. and you know learn to be a better photographer I don't think you can be taught how to take a picture
0: no and I think
1: if anything they should be teaching you more how to get clients how to do taxes because that is like the bane of my life (laughs) and just all that horrible stuff that you know you have to earn money so that is the biggest part of it yeah I completely agree um
0: and I'm sure that if anyone wants to chat to you or to me about going to uni versus not going to uni yeah they can get in touch (laughs) yeah um so I'm gonna move on now and okay you do a lot of testing which I love and I love all your personal work what would you you. say are the advantages of testing and testing frequently
1: well for example I did a test shoot yesterday Mm -hmm. and it was literally just me and my friend Lauren she's a makeup artist you obviously you know her as well Olivia Mm -hmm. um and we just had a model and it was the first shoot of the year so you know if thing was a bit like slow and it was chilled but I needed to do that shoot so I had I kind of could start the year and was right right in the uh, in the right headspace yeah I did exactly Um, the same thing last week (laughs) yeah and just kind of you know it's it's so important to just to keep shooting Mm -hmm. and I feel like when I stop I kind of just lose it a little bit yeah so for me testing is not only a good a good excuse to get new pictures of my book and meet people but it makes me feel better and it makes me feel productive Mm -hmm. and yeah it kind of just keeps me on the right tracks but I yeah I love testing because I have um I have a little studio behind my house where I live it's so nice you made when I was I think I was 18 Mm -hmm. when we completed it and I always kind of do little shoots out there and just just play around basically and do things that I want to do but things that don't necessarily get presented to me as like a shoot option
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um and also another reason I test is if I have a client in mind Mm -hmm. or a magazine um I will shoot test images that look like things that client wants to see Mm -hmm. because I have no other way of of getting pictures that they're going to want to see basically I can't go to them and shoot for them and say right I can do this because I don't have anything to show them yeah So I will shoot something that looks like a magazine I want to target and then if I want to email them in future I can say this is what I can do and they'll think oh yeah that looks similar we'll have her basically yeah
0: that's that is bang on exactly yeah. why everyone should be shooting personal work yeah. and testing is because I think that art directors and photo editors they need to like see the evidence that you can do what you say you can do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, unless they see it in front of them, it's very hard for them to like put their trust in someone, especially someone they're maybe giving the tiny bit of budget they have.
1: To yeah, because there's so much something. choice as well. Oh like everyone, everyone wants to do the same thing. I feel like if you kind of do do it already to some level and say like, "There you go, that's what I've done. I can do that for you." They're like, "Okay, we'll have her." Yeah. So yeah,
0: that's really good advice. And you just mentioned Lauren and I know that you have like a really lovely team of people that you work with and you work with regularly. Yeah. How do you find them and what's the advantage of working with someone and like the same people often?
1: Um well, how I found them I, with Lauren, so mm-hmm. we always say that we met online, we met on Twitter, is when I was starting out and I was 19, I think. So we've known each other for quite a long time now. Um, and she lives in a similar era to me. So I think she found me and she searched like photographer in Guildford or something and it came up and we kind of just started working together. And I think when you have a similar style and like you both have similar goals, mm-hmm it's so good you just keep working together because you both like the images you're creating, you both complement each other well. Yeah. And I think over time you just meet people on jobs and just through other people that have the same you know, the same style as you and then you just get along really well. Like a lot of the people I work with now I consider really good friends of mine. Yeah. And you all just get on on set and you know exactly what they're gonna do. Like it's yeah, it just it just works really well
0: yeah
1: um yeah the advantages are just one it's really fun because they're all my friends mm-hmm. um I don't know I mean it's nice working with new people but sometimes it I feel like you can just relax and be yourself a bit more when you know them mm-hmm. and a lot of the time on shoots if something doesn't go right yeah. I kind of freak out it's not the right word but I kind of have a bit of a wobble mm-hmm. and they understand that you know I'm not being a diva or I'm not being a drama queen it's <laughs> just me trying to work out in my head what to do um so yeah it, it's it's nice working with your friends
0: yeah yeah definitely. and I suppose it it adds confidence for you when like you say you need to present a team option for yeah. a client and then you can say I definitely know that this hairdresser is gonna be cut out to do this and you can yeah present these people I know sometimes the clients come with their own teams but it's nice to also be able to confidently say I know this person is trustworthy and talented this is who I recommend
1: yeah definitely I always recommend people not because they're my friends obviously mm-hmm. that's nice but because I know that they are good for that job mm-hmm. but it's you know it's not I wouldn't say it's like clicky but everyone you know you find people you like working with and it just you just gel and it just works and yeah. yeah you all have similar style that that goes well together so yeah.
0: no that's really yeah, good advice good. and if anyone wanted to start finding a more solid team because I get asked this a lot like how do I yeah. find a makeup artist how do I find a hairstylist what tips do you have for finding people like that
1: um, um when I started out because Quite a quite long time even before I started working I used something called model mayhem mm-hmm. which I don't even know is a thing anymore it's still it's very going old-fashioned and you would kind of is it yeah is it really yeah. is you like type in obviously like what you're looking for and where you are and you can see like their pictures and stuff um that was kind of how I found people but I can't say that was very successful because that like I said the area I live in you don't have a lot of like I sound really rude, but like not not fashiony people, but it's not that sort of mm-hmm. creative. Do you know, like London? It's not it's not like that sort of area. So yeah. there's not as many people here that do the same sort of job. Yeah. Um. So yeah, obviously Lauren lives local, and that was just very lucky we found each other. But um, I think over time, I think more and more people find each other on Instagram, mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: which I am terrible at, <laughs> and it's kind of a really good. Way of meeting other people, and you know, it's you can see everything on there, you see everyone else's pictures, you know who they're working with, and yeah, I guess that's how people find each other these days. Mm-hmm.
0: I personally do use Instagram quite often, and I will, um one thing I'll do is literally just go on someone who's local to the area. Like, let's say I'm shooting up in London and I need to find a hairstylist or a fashion stylist. I'll go and search the other photographers who work in that area and see who they're shooting with and then I'll just message yeah. like the fashion stylists that work with them because that's a a way of seeing what their work is like and if that photographer that I whose work I like has trusted them surely I can trust them too and that's literally how I do my research
1: <laughs> Yeah definitely I think sometimes I have experienced it before some people are very like they don't want you to work with someone that they're working with. And I I think that's really, really stupid. It's very, very immature. And you're never going to... It's never going to work if people are like, oh, you can't work with them. Well, no, because everyone
0: needs to work with lots of people. They can't just work with one photographer.
1: Exactly. Although it's nice working with the same people, I don't think you should be like stuck into the same groups, you know? No, I agree. But Yeah you'll get you'll get different things out of different people exactly and then you have a more varied book as well and just yeah cool that's good
0: advice um so how do you go about finding your paid work
1: um do you have an agent and do you pitch yourself no i don't have an agent i've never had an agent. I think a few years ago, it was something that I became really obsessed with.
0: Mm-hmm, and too. I was like,
1: oh, I'm never going to like get to the next to the next step on the ladder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I don't have an agent because I don't know how to do it. And I don't have access to those bigger clients. Mm-hmm. But over time, like, like Instagram again, people find you on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And that is like a massive way of getting new clients these days. Mm-hmm. But some of my bigger clients have come from like, not friends but like acquaintances that have then gone and gone on to work at another company and they kind of then hire you for a shoot there mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah um so it's kind of word of mouth and I hate to say it but who you know and mm-hmm. I guess just your experiences mm-hmm. over time get you different clients and yeah yeah it's and obviously I I do pitch to people
0: mm-hmm.
1: I have got a few clients that have come from me sending them you know an email and introducing myself and showing like a pdf of work that applies to them Mm -hmm. um but yeah Mm. I kind of have my clients from a few different ways I've actually got one I have one last year come from my website which I didn't know actually worked but they (laughs) typed in like a because they're from Guildford as well like Guildford photographer and they got me
0: oh wow Yeah.
1: that worked as well, which yeah. I've never known to work before. So I was quite impressed by that.
0: <laughs> well, the wonders of SEO.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's
0: it. <laughs> I personally pitch myself a lot and I talk about that all the time. And yeah. For, especially because I am even further away f- than you from London. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, I have no choice, really. But word of mouth is definitely a massive one. Um, and it's, it's actually the most solid and best form of marketing there is because people trust no one more than their friends so if yeah. you can get people to talk about you recommend you you're winning
1: <laughs> yeah I think just you know if you have if you get like a nice recommendation like if you're nice to people mm. and they just pass your name along yeah. and yeah it just it kind of happens organically but at the moment I am looking I am pitching a lot like the start of the year to yeah. to new clients and stuff because this I is the time like- to do it yeah exactly mm-hmm. um and I can't just sit around and wait for them to come to me i you know I thought that would happen in the past and I was like why is no one emailing me like I have a website I have social media and no one's looking at my stuff but then you know why should they take the time to come and find me like you have to go out there and yeah and like contact them you know
0: yeah yeah no you're hitting the nail on the head <laughs> <laughs> um so what advice do you have for photographers who might want to be shooting more fashion maybe they're shooting weddings or they're shooting portraits or they're not shooting anything at all but they want to get started with fashion
1: um so i actually used to do like all that stuff mm-hmm. i was very bad at it i did i think i've done about 10 weddings mm-hmm. and i got to a point where although the clients were happy and you know it's quite a nice thing to do like Shooting someone's wedding, mm-hmm. I knew that I wasn't good at it, and I knew that I shouldn't be a wedding photographer. Me too. Um, and the same with the like portrait stuff. Like, I actually really like taking pictures of animals and pets because obviously you know I'm a massive. You animal lover. are so good. <laughs> but I, you know, I I did that a few years ago for like Christmas things, like to get a bit, bit of extra money. But mm-hmm. that's obviously not what I want to go into. And there's a lot of people around here that do it better. Mm-hmm. So. I know I'm not going to succeed at that. Um, And portrait stuff, you know, I'd shoot kind of family portraits, but again, that was never really what I wanted to do. So over time, I kind of did less and less, Mm -hmm. and people would ask me, and I'd just slowly say no, and I'd, you know, recommend other people, Mm -hmm. um, because I knew that I was getting more and more fashion clients that were replacing that money that I was losing out on. Mm -hmm. So I could, you know, drive my work that way. There was, I think there were, it was probably about three years ago now that I decided, I was like, no, I'm only doing fashion stuff. And it was like a really bad decision at the time because (laughs) I had no money. Like I had nothing. I just had to cut off all those other clients that were coming to me. And I was like, no, this is a mistake. But you do have to try and keep your name and your brand just fashion focused if that's what you want to do yeah but saying that there is a lot of people I know who do both Mm -hmm. and they use a different name like you know not a completely different name but just their name maybe their their name and their middle name or something just so they have two different completely separate businesses that don't mix together because I think that's very confusing if someone goes on your website and they see a bit of everything yeah you know
0: Yeah, it's definitely, like, every. it's all about niching down and being the expert in your thing. Because I always use the analogy of, like, if... This is horrible, but if you get cancer, you're not going to go see your GP. You're going to go and see the oncologist or whoever's, like, the cancer specialist in exactly what you have because you want the person who is going to fix your problem. Um, Yeah. So if someone wants a great fashion photographer they're more likely to go for the fashion photographer who just shoots fashion than the photographer who's like okay well they do a bit of weddings they do some animal portraits and they do some portraits and and then they do fashion as well Um, so that's my way of sort of looking at that and I think that really helps to give yourself the confidence because I think a lot of people's initial thought is if I shoot everything then I'm going to make more money but the reality is that if you shoot everything you're going to probably hold yourself back from quite a lot more money than you realize
1: yeah i don't like i don't think it's a it's a bad skill to have like being um you know flexible to do a few different things Mm -hmm. within photography but i think you have to keep them separate and you have to like just completely divide them down the middle yeah because yeah you can you can go for like both those clients separately but just yeah if you want to do fashion stuff like have a just a fashion website or Mm -hmm you know yeah it's definitely like a lot of
0: wedding photographers they like you said they name their brand of wedding photography something not at all their name they have a whole different website whole different branding different logo different everything and then that's the wedding photography business and then they'll have a fashion photography business which is very different yeah so that's totally a way of doing that (laughs) yeah um Let's talk about setups because you have, I think, quite a distinctive style and you shoot mainly in studio. You do I've seen location yeah. work, but you don't do so much location work. Um, how do you keep your lighting so consistent? Like, what's your favourite setup?
1: Um, well, yeah, I, re- I love the studio and most of my work is done in the studio. Um, when I started out, obviously, um, when we made the studio at the house mm-hmm. I had some flashlights that I used for quite a while but I never got like the style I wanted like I wanted it quite soft and you know diffused and I could never understand why my pictures weren't like that mm-hmm. so I'd quite often go and like edit them like it and in the end I was like no this is stupid like, I need to sort out my lighting mm-hmm. um, and I had a mentor um, in the area he kind of taught me that maybe my style was more towards continuous lighting mm-hmm. so I bought two big soft boxes they're not very powerful so I have to shoot really high iso when, oh. I, when I did um and I use them like a lot of the time like I still use them now and I was for years and years I was terrified of flash lighting like mm-hmm. absolutely hated it and it became like a real thing that I was scared if I got booked on a job where I had to use flash that I I didn't you know I couldn't do it I so, so relate to that yeah I was absolutely terrified um and I thought that you couldn't make the lighting I liked from flash so for years I just used two continuous soft boxes mm-hmm. um and I never used flash and then I did a flash lighting course. I got a bit of money and I was like, do you know what, I'm gonna put this in, back into my business and try and teach myself flash lighting again. Because mm-hmm. there was a time when I, I could do it. Mm-hmm. And I did it at college and like, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I then, after the course, I bought myself two new flash heads. And I just started using like big boxes, like massive soft boxes just to really diffuse it. Which ones did and... you get? Because they're so expensive. Well, the thing with me, I started off with Bowen's. Mm-hmm. My mum got me two Bowen's flash heads for my 18th birthday, which was like the best thing ever. Yeah. Um, and I used them and then I was kind of scared to get another brand. Mm-hmm. So I stuck with Bowen's mm-hmm. and I got two more like bigger Bowen's flash heads. They're really good. But then obviously Bowen's is no more. So mm-hmm. when one of them broke, I had to go and like find someone who could fix it which was not easy so I wouldn't mm. recommend getting them now no. I really like Photo and we use them on bigger shoots when I'm highlighting yeah um but for my little studio there, you know Bowens is fine mm-hmm. and I can make them work
0: cool Now that's good to know I I would love to invest in some Photo because I think yeah A, they're the easiest ones to use like they're just so like easy um but they are mega expensive so that's an investment that's coming up for me in the next year I think
1: (laughs) yeah they're really easy to travel with as well I think that's another reason I want to get one like honestly one of the best things I ever bought was a collapsible octabox I'm not joking if anyone's ever been on set with me when I've tried to collapse a softbox (laughs) it is awful but I'm so bad at it I've broken all my nails like yeah, oh, I'm God, just... I, I completely know what you mean. And, like, trying so, to get yeah. one on a
0: light is is always a faff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're, they're <laughs> just problems. Problems. You can't have nice nails when you're a fashion photographer.
1: No, I'm looking at my now, and they're all broken and disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so I've got a few, like, quickfire questions that I'm asking to pretty much everyone who I have on. Um, okay. What is your favourite camera?
1: Um, sentimental-wise, probably my my Canon 5D like just the first 5D mm-hmm. um, I got it from my dad's colleague at work had an old camera and he's like, oh I know your daughter's interested in photography like please give her this camera oh,
0: that's so and nice. that really
1: like pushed me forward because I had. Um when I started when I was a kid I had a Pentax and I had another Canon. But then when I got this 5D, I really, really loved it. Mm-hmm. And it kept falling apart and I had to like hold it together with a hairband. Oh. And it was just I think you've probably seen it, actually yeah, before on one of our shoots. Um and the hairbands used to always snap, so I used to have to go upstairs and get another one. But I think, yeah, sentimental wise that one. But at the moment I got a Canon five D Mark IV last year. Mm-hmm and I absolutely love it like it's just beautiful and I love it oh cool so, and what's your favorite mm-hmm. lens to shoot with um my 24-72.8 to me too it's my favorite I just love it mm-hmm. it's just
0: I'm about to get an 85mm one point five. point yeah though.
1: take it off are you Mhm. <gasps> oh actually I have got another lens coming today I oh. got on 100mm which oh I'm really, really? Excited is that for. a beauty one um, it's the macro one. Yeah. I bought it to do more like still life stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah, but my 24 to 70 is just... I actually... Um, I smashed it mm-hmm. this last year. I had... I don't know if you've seen it, but I did a shoot with loads of kittens. Yes. That one. So it was obviously quite a stressful day. Lots of cats and people in the studio and it was very hot. And I got my tethering cable caught around my foot and oh, no. and my camera smashed onto the floor and as I picked up my lens, the whole thing was cracked. Oh my god. And I kind of took it off the body and ran into the house to find my boyfriend and I was like, Oh I've broken my lens and he was like, Don't panic. You put a, you know, a filter on there. Yes. And I remember that when I went to Singapore, I never ever have a filter on my lens. But when I went to Singapore, I went in a camera shop and this guy was, you know, really, really pestering me to buy something and I was oh, I'll buy like a twenty quid filter. So I bought that and I put it on and I just forgot it was ever on my lens. Oh my god! And it saved my whole lens. Honestly, that is like the biggest thing I can ever recommend putting on a filter. Okay, I'm gonna go get one after this. Yeah, honestly, (laughs) like I can't explain the feeling that happened when I when I saw that the lens was smashed. It was awful. Oh well, there you go, everyone. Go and buy lens like filter things. Yeah, just the clear ones. On Amazon, they're very cheap. Just yeah. Okay. Top tip.
0: Um, well, this kind, this one's kind of irrelevant to you because you tend to shoot in studio. But if you shoot on location, do you have a favourite time of day to shoot?
1: Um, probably earlier or later. Mm-hmm. Although I did, we did a shoot last year for Vogue Italia, and I had to shoot outside, mm-hmm. and it was like a massive, massive project, and I'd had like a a personal drama earlier on in the week, so I was not like not with it at all on that shoot and it kind of ran a bit late and we had to shoot throughout the middle of the day mm-hmm. um and it was all right actually it wasn't too bad because it's quite overcast mm-hmm. but I, I wouldn't shoot you know if it was sunny I wouldn't shoot in the middle of the day that yeah. scares me out.
0: yeah <laughs> well it worked out because those photos are amazing oh thank you <laughs> who is your favorite photographer
1: um or many I really love, or not. although my work isn't, I don't think that your work has to be similar for them to be your favourite, but I love yeah. Kat Erlin. Is that yeah. how you say her surname? Yeah. yeah, I think so. I am obsessed with her. Just, I love her pictures. Like, every time I see them, you know straight away that it's, it's her picture, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, especially her ones she does of couples. Mm-hmm. They're like my, I just, I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> um, but I also love Josh Ollins. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say his name? I think it's Ollins. Oh, you never know how to say these people's no. name because you never see them in magazines um but I studied him at college okay although he wasn't like a typical photographer that people are studying I studied him since yeah since I was quite young cool
0: that's awesome and <laughs> I know you don't love Instagram that much but do you have a favorite person to follow on Instagram um
1: who do I like following again Kat Erlen's good mm-hmm um oh I don't know don't worry if you don't know I follow quite a lot of the problem with Instagram is I don't want it all to be like work stuff Mm because I feel like that gets me down quite a bit so I do follow a few like pig accounts and stuff like that you know yeah yeah it's
0: definitely I've got a lot of dog accounts
1: have you (laughs) yeah
0: a lot of puppies (laughs) um What's your favourite
1: shoot that you've ever, ever done and why? Um, I was actually talking about this one with Lauren yesterday. And I said it was probably... We did one last year for El Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And it was all really white and really beautiful in the studio. And then we had um, statues. Yeah. Um, and the set design was amazing. Like The clothes were like just so good. like Exactly what I've always wanted to shoot. And that was... I really, really loved those pictures. Um. But then there's also one I did years ago that really sticks out. And Lauren was like, oh, that's definitely, like, one of your favourites. And it was a shoot we did. I don't know how to pronounce it again. Is it Seam Magazine or Sin? Oh, S-Y-N. Sign. Yeah, Sign. Sign, yeah. So we did that. And I don't know if you've ever seen it, but, it's, again, it's all white. and um, Probably have. Had, like, I just a, can't remember. We had a dog and um, just loads of, like, amazing like little sets and yeah I really love that picture and that shoot I've got the picture up on the wall in my studio so I think I know the one yeah it's quite clinical quite clean and Mm -hmm. yeah I think I I don't know when I shot that a long time ago Mm. I remember we shot that and then I sent the pictures off to the magazine to see you know if they would accept it and they replied straight away saying that they accepted it I honestly don't think that was like the happiest thing ever for me because I'd never had my pictures in a magazine before it's the best so feeling so happy.
0: yeah yeah I know I was that really happy. um what's your favorite tool that helps with your business
1: um I don't really know I guess capture one mm-hmm. is something I use and I couldn't really live without um and photoshop I guess yeah but I really love capture one I don't I think that when I started using that it was like a a big change for me mm-hmm. um I used to tether to Lightroom yeah see that's what I use.
0: I, I do at the moment yeah. so
1: I'm thinking I need to
0: follow suit and like just go on with Capture One
1: yeah I I I did tether to Lightroom and you know it, it worked for a while and mm-hmm. then I'd always see other people using Capture One and I was like oh I really need to learn it and then once I did it was like the best thing and I honestly couldn't live without it I tether pretty much everything because mm-hmm. yeah it's just so much easier
0: it is i i'm shooting more in, in studio lately but most of my work up till now has been on location and i just yeah. couldn't be dealing with like having a monitor attached to me unless i was shooting no. for a big client but um yeah couldn't do it but when i'm in studio i definitely think i need to start tethering a bit more
1: <laughs> yeah it it just makes life so much easier and then everyone can see yeah the images obviously um yeah i think that is I guess that's my favourite tool. And okay. maybe my camera, I oh, guess. Yeah, that's that's obvious. <laughs>
0: that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, so where can everyone find you and stay up to date with all your work?
1: Um, well, although I sound like I do hate Instagram, I don't hate it that much. <laughs> <laughs> I obviously put work on there like a normal human. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just changed my Instagram handle because it was, for a long time, I did have it as my nickname from school, which was Saskin's. Um, And then I always thought, oh, I need to change it and have it as my name, because obviously it's a bit more professional. Mm -hmm. But then how many people in the world would you think are called Saskia Lawson? Oh, I don't know. Well, they're all taken on Instagram, I'll tell you that. Oh my God. So I had to do an underscore and then my name. So my account now is underscore Saskia Lawson. Um, You know what? I hadn't even noticed until you've just said that, because you're right, you for years did have your nickname, didn't you? Yeah yeah it was it was really hard like I didn't want to change it and I didn't want to have an underscore it's really stupid <laughs> but yeah cool. that's that's what it is now um and then my website I guess mm-hmm. is I I update my website a lot like I I like having everything on there so yeah that's good yeah
0: Okay, and I will yeah. make sure that I add links to everything in oh, the show you. notes and, like, the blog post and everything so that everyone can come and see your work and follow you and follow the rest of your amazing shoots that come up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on today. That's okay. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of It Starts With A Click. If you enjoyed it, please come and let me know over on Instagram at Olivia Bossett. That's my handle. If you'd like to learn more about fashion photography in general, then head over to my website, it's www.oliviabossert.com I blog weekly all about fashion photography and I also have a huge free resource library which is full of free downloads. Downloads include a pitching email course which is a 5 part free email course. Um, all about pitching. There's an ebook, which is all about using Instagram and Pinterest to market your business. And there's even an email template file of how to pitch yourself. It's word for word. It's the email I use when I pitch myself to brands. So go and get that. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever app you're using to listen. And make sure that you don't miss future episodes because they're going to be amazing. I will see you next week. Bye!